Seeing Beyond is funded by Bonnie Colleen, its advertisers, some of the guests who receive promotional consideration, and by sale of products. Seeing Beyond, Bonnie Colleen, and the owners of this station are not responsible for the opinions or business practices of guests and sponsors. What you hear on Seeing Beyond is not a substitute for professional and medical advice. Seeing Beyond does not recommend a path for anyone to follow, but offers the opportunity for you to explore new ideas. Choose to work with the people and products that support your beliefs. We want always to respect your personal boundaries. It's always great to be bringing you a program called Seeing Beyond First Thing in the Morning. And we're certainly going to be doing that with returning guest McNair Ezard as we're going to be talking about UFOs over Mount Shasta in Santee, California, and other unprecedented sightings of UFOs around the world. We're going to be uh, talking about crop circles appearing overnight and about brilliant new stars in our skies. Uh, we've got lots to talk about today, and I know the more esoteric it is, the more you seeing beyond listeners love it. So we'll be sharing with McNair in just a moment, but first let's hear what Lance Ferguson has to say about our astrology for the day, and then I promise you we will be back seeing beyond. This is Skywatch for Wednesday, June 11th. Stop and go. The moon is void, of course, until she enters easygoing Sagittarius at 8.23 a.m. Wednesday morning. Green lights come on at this moment for work or play. Just remember to double-check the details as Mercury is retrograde until July 1st. Evening skies are low energy as the moon squares dreamy Neptune at 9.12 p.m. However, clear skies will follow. If your birthday is this week, June 8th through the 14th, Okay, you've got Mercury retrograde in your new solar return, Gemini, and Mercury is your ruler. That means you need to take your time starting any new projects in the months ahead. Do your homework and be certain of your facts before you commit to an action. The good news in your chart of a new year comes from sweet Venus being in home sign Taurus and lined up in a wonderful trine to powerful Pluto. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Venus rules love and money, and you can find more of both up ahead. The second piece of good news is Jupiter trying Saturn in your new solar return. Be patient, and you will be on time, and have some extra money to stash away for a rainy day as times change. I'm Lance Ferguson. And I am Bonnie Colleen. I promise you, you are going to love this hour with McCare, McNair Ezard. And the good news is he's going to be speaking at one of our favorite places, East West Bookshop, and we'll be telling you about that. It's going to be Friday evening, June 20th, for one of their free evening lectures. He is a volunteer with Share International. McNair has lectured extensively on the ageless wisdom teachings, the emergence of the world teacher, meditation, and the area of death and dying. He is also a contributor to Share International magazine. And to find out more about him, you can go to share-international.com. U.S. McNair, thank you for saying yes. I know that our Seeing Beyond listeners are going to love hearing what you have to say today. Welcome back to Seeing B.O. 
beyond. Thank you, Bonnie. You know, um, I was thinking about UFOs when I was saying that. So um, UFOs are something that are so controversial. You say that they have a spiritual mission. Uh, Let's go into more detail about that. Very intriguing, McNair. Well, they do have a spiritual mission in spite of a lot of the false propaganda that's in the, out there, um, some of it facilitated by actual secret government agencies in this country and other countries, but there is a spiritual mission. You know, UFOs have been visiting Earth for literally thousands of years, but especially since the late 1940s with the advent of um, nuclear energy, they've been visiting Earth more and more because they see the growing problem that these nuclear power and nuclear bombs have created for humanity and the rest of the solar system. So they are here to help humanity, um, and there's you know four, four primary aspects of their spiritual mission. But they, they are here because they're afraid that you know, we're going to destroy ourselves and the planet, and this has um, ramifications for the rest of the planets in our solar system. It's very interesting, and I think it wouldn't take too much imagination to uh, (laughs) conclude what might happen if there were a huge, massive nuclear explosion anywhere on the Earth. But how is that going to affect the entire solar system? Well, in spite of outward appearances, all the planets are related. Um, We are one. We are created out of the same substance. And on the higher planes... There is a deep connection between all of our planets. All the planets in our solar system have humanity on them. Now, if you went there, you would not see them because they live on the higher etheric planes. Um, now, so when something happens here, it, it's like a ripple effect. When you drop a stone in a lake or a pond, that ripple effect goes all the way to the shore of the pond. Well, the same thing happens with the different planets, and one planet that has gone astray and stands to destroy itself does affect the life and the energetic um, life of the other planets. So you say that UFOs have a spiritual mission. That makes sense to me. What are UFOs exactly? I mean, I think even a five-year-old kid could tell you what a UFO is, but are they angels, messengers of God, people from other planets, if you want to call them people? What are they? The UFOs that um, people see are actually the vehicles by which people from other planets, primarily from our solar system, come to planet Earth. Now, It's hard to understand the phenomena of UFOs without understanding about the etheric planes, but let me take a second to explain that. Most of the, what we see, we know different, three different levels of matter. We know the dense physical, liquid physical, and gaseous physical. But above those, the gaseous physical are finer and finer planes of matter called the etheric planes, according to Ageless Wisdom teachings. And these UFOs and the people on other planets live on these, if you will, higher spiritual planes. And the UFOs exist on those planes. But when they come to Earth and they want to be seen, they have the ability to lower the vibration of their craft so that they can be seen. And then they can raise the vibration back up and disappear. But these are the craft by which people, primarily from Venus and Mars, come to planet Earth. 
Well, since but, we are exploring at least the planet Mars, do you think we're going to uh, be seeing these UFOs in the near future? I mean, proving that they do exist, that even the government will be saying, oh, yeah, they're here? It's a, it's a loaded question, but the short answer is yes. And, in fact, more and more people are seeing these UFOs. They're, they're increasing all the time, especially, as I said, since the late 1940s. And um, it's interesting because there's more and more pictures on um, YouTube and the Internet of people that have seen these UFOs. Some of them not accurate, not real, but a um, great many of them are real. And as Maitreya, the world teacher, who um, is a primary, he's a world teacher for this coming age, comes out into the open, he will be asked about life on other planets. And as humanity comes to see him and the masters as here to help us, they will speak about the UFOs, they will talk about the life on other planets, and eventually people from the other planets will land and we will see them, and they will talk to us and that sort of thing. Wow, what exciting times we are living it is. in. It's that really is... the gathering of the forces of light, because not only are the UFOs here, but into our world has already come a great world teacher for this age, Maitreya, the world teacher, and his group, the Masters of Wisdom, here to help humanity um, create a better civilization for itself. You know, I think during these times of such profound change, we're really ready to hear this message more than ever. And I know that you belong to Share International, which does talk about the Maitreya and how that is going to help the planet come into a more peaceful and creative state. So, McNair, how did you first become involved with Share International? Well, as most people on the on the spiritual path, you know, there seems to be one or two serendipitous kind of experiences that we have that kind of open the door for us. And I was visiting a friend in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, because I'm originally from there, and he just happened to have a book on his shelf, um, which was British author Benjamin Krim's first book, The Reappearance of the Christ and the Masters of Wisdom. And I read that book. This was back in 1980, December 1980. And for me, it had the ring of truth, and I decided I wanted to pursue and see what it was all about. And the following summer, I went to Anaheim to a talk by Benjamin Krim. And it was just um, the energy at the talk. And he, he is always overshadowed at the beginning of his lectures and at the end by the energy from Maitreya. And it becomes a blessing for the audience. And I had never experienced anything like that before. But as I sat in the audience, a few rows from the stage, with my eyes closed, I felt my heart just like when you see those slow-motion pictures on television of a rose that opens. And my heart center was affected like that, and I opened my eyes, and he was looking in my direction, and the whole atmosphere of the room was this kind of fine gradient to it, if you will. And I thought that was interesting. Um, and then what he was talking about, Maitreya's concerns about feeding the hungry, changing the world so that everybody has, a, has an opportunity to have a life, these were all things that inwardly I knew were needed in the world. So I decided then and there that I was going to um, give myself to this this information and do what I could to help make it known along with, you know, thousands of other people in the world who are doing the same. 
So, McNair, I have interviewed Benjamin Krem many times in the over 25 years that I've been broadcasting on Seeing Beyond. Several of those times were in a lovely home in Berkeley uh, where I actually had the opportunity to be with him, meet him, interview him live, in person, not over the telephone, but in person. I went to one of his events, and I experienced that overshadowing, and you could really see that something was going on with him, that he wasn't the same as he was doing this overshadowing as he was before and after. It was quite intriguing. So how is Benjamin doing? I mean, he is very elderly right now, and uh, how is his health? How is he doing? Yeah, well, um, he's he doesn't travel anymore in terms of going to the U.S. and Japan and around Europe. He's 90, I believe he's 93 now. Wow. Um, But still, he's the editor of Share International Magazine, still receives a monthly message from his master, which is published. Um, So he's still very active. He does interviews every now and then. Um, And, you know, but at that age, you're going to experience some physical challenges, which he does. But he's still, you know, he's still committed to this work and Please give him my best when next yes. you speak with him, McNair. I'd really yeah. appreciate that. So we're going to be coming back. We're going to be talking more about Share International, more about Benjamin Krem and the Ageless Wisdom Teachings, more about UFOs and the crop circles and new stars and all kinds of exciting things. And by the way, if you want to ask your own questions of McNair, Ezard, if you want to hear more than we can possibly cover In this short hour of Seeing Beyond, he's going to be at one of our favorite places. That's right, East-West Books in downtown Mountain View. He's going to be there Friday, June 20th, 7.30 p.m. for one of their free evenings. It's called UFOs and their Spiritual Mission. So, again, that's Friday, June 20th, 7.30 p.m. It is free, but East-West Books likes to reserve a seat for you, so please do call them and let them know that you're coming. Their number in downtown Mountain View, 650-988-9800, 650-988-9800, or you can go to eastwest.com. You can also find out more about uh, our guest and what he's doing and about Share International on their website, which is share-international.us. We've got more exciting program, don't you think? We'll be back, I promise you, seeing beyond. Take charge of your health with Dr. Oz at the Create Your Future Health Summit, June 13th and 14th, Santa Clara Convention Center. Dr. Oz is joined by Martha Stewart, Dr. Paul Lynn, Ocean Robbins, writer, director Dana Nachman, face reader Naomi Tickle, and more. Tickets are 125 and attendees can get continuing education credits and a free health app. Visit cyfhealthsummit.com. That's cyfhealthsummit.com or call 415-378-6789, 415-378-6789. Don't miss it. Big announcement, Seeing Beyond listeners. Health journalist Bill Sardi and health warrior Dave Stouter invite you to listen to Have a Heart Health Radio every Sunday morning at 11 on Talk 910. When it comes to drug-free, common-sense approaches to health, Everybody wants to hear what these two guys have to say. Now everybody can, so spread the word. Tune in to Have a Heart Health Radio every Sunday morning at 11 on Talk 910. Again, that's Sunday mornings at 11 on Talk 910.
music and brainwave entrainment is a new form of spiritual technology. Stephen Halpern's Grammy-nominated Deep Alpha can enhance your meditations, reduce stress, and support healing just by listening. Available at iTunes, Amazon, and at stephenhalpern.com. Welcome back. We're talking today about why this is the most amazing time in human history to be alive with our guest, McNair Ezard. He's a lecturer on the Ageless Wisdom Teachings, a contributor to Share International Magazine, a UFO witness, and a Protestant minister. Welcome back, McNair. Thank you. So let's go into a little bit more detail about Benjamin Krem. Who is he, and why is he so important? Um, Benjamin Krem is the chief exponent of the information that we volunteers have taken upon ourselves to share. And back, he is an artist by trade, but he was contacted by a master of the wisdom way back in 1959, who, and also by Maitreya, the world teacher. And he was given the opportunity to bring this information public about the advent of Maitreya and the masters, and he in the early 1970s became uh, went under a period of um, arduous training with his master to where he developed a telepathic moment-to-moment rapport with his master by which means he was kept up to date about um, the coming of Maitreya and once Maitreya was in the world about his presence in the world and since that time has been the um, chief spokesman about what is happening in the world in regards to Maitreya's emergence and the masters. And he doesn't receive any financial remuneration for any of the work he does or any of the books that are published. He does this all um, volunteer. When he did travel the world, speaking in different cities, the groups in those cities would, you know, pool their resources, rent the lecture halls, and um, present the the opportunity for him to speak. So he's and he's not he excused being referred to as a teacher or anything like that, but. He sees himself more as a co-worker with others of us, um, but has a special relationship with one that of the disciples of Maitreya, a master himself, and he shares information through Benjamin Cram about the wonderful events that we are going through right now and um, the wonderful future we face if humanity makes the right choices. Talk a little bit more about these times. Uh, I say that we're certainly experiencing great change on the planet right now, which is causing some fear. Uh, A lot of folks are feeling fear. It can also cause expectation. To me, it's like giving birth, especially the first time around. There is some fear involved with it, both for the uh, daddy and the mommy, because lots can happen, and, uh, you know, there can be some pain involved in all of that. But there's also that great expectation. There's the excitement. There's the wonder. Uh, and uh, the knowledge that a whole, believe me, a whole new life is about to start. So I think in some ways uh, something's happening here that's likened to a birthing experience. But what is the view of Share International? How are you personally feeling about it, McNair? Because I think these are some pretty substantial times. They are. And, we, you know, this is not, I mean, probably the degree of challenge that we face is unprecedented, but 
at the end of every age, which we are at, the end of the age of Pisces, humanity faces a crisis, and it's no different this time. We are entering the age of Aquarius, and when that happens, the old different energies recede and the new energies, as with Aquarius, of sharing and cooperation and sisterhood and brotherhood come more into play. When you have that, the structures that were built on the energies of the old previous age start to crumble. And there are people in the world who want to hold on to the old ways, the old ways of doing things, the old energies, but there are also people who look forward to the new. And whenever you have that transition time, you have crisis. Now, the crisis that we're going through in the world is characterized by separation and division among humanity. If you were to ask me what is Maitreya's chief concern right now, it would be whether humanity destroys herself or not, because we have the capability to destroy ourselves and the planet with the nuclear arsenals that we have. And so we have to address that division, that separation, that crisis. Now, whenever humanity reaches the end of an age and is facing a crisis that we are facing in the world, and that, that crisis takes many forms. I mean, we see it in the um, degradation of the environment, the wars that are going on, and that's the number of people that are hungry and living in poverty. And whenever that happens, um, that group known as the Great White Brotherhood, the Spiritual Kingdom, the Kingdom of God, whatever you want to call it, there's many different names, will send one of its own into the world to reveal a new teaching to help humanity take its next evolutionary step forward. And that's why Maitreya and his group, the Masters, are here now to help humanity take the ne- the next proper step forward in our evolution. So, so you said feels, that we're at the end of the age of Pisces. Have we entered into the age of Aquarius yet? Oh, definitely. Here? And more and more the energies are affecting. That's why we see you know, people calling for justice and freedom in the world, the growing environmental movement, all of these positive things that mm-hmm. we don't hear much about in the news but are still happening. You know, the growth of the New Age movement, the people talking about consciousness and the Christ consciousness and so on. All these are a result of not only the energies of Aquarius affecting us, people talking more about brotherhood and sisterhood and living in cooperatively and living sustainably. All of these are a result of those energies plus the energies of Maitreya flowing into the world, stimulating the process of positive change. But whenever that happens, whenever that energy comes in, it also stimulates the bad, you know, the negative stuff, so all the corruption and the graft comes up to the surface so that it can be released. And we see that, you know, in our political and economic system as well happening. People are going to be able to ask you their own questions when you are at one of our favorite places, East West Books in Mountain View, and that's going to be Friday evening, June 20th, 7.30 p.m. Admission is free, but do call for your tickets, 650-988-9800, and you're going to be talking about a variety of topics, but especially about UFOs and their spiritual mission. We talked a little bit about the fact that they are really here to help us to not to destroy ourselves i got to ask you, McNair, have you ever seen a UFO? Actually, I have, and I'm not, I'm not one that, you know, is real tuned into energies and that sort of thing, but I actually I've seen two UFOs within the last three years and in this area, the Bay Area, 
Um, I'll tell you about them if you like. Yes, of course. The first one was I was staying in a hotel in um, Los Altos. I had come up to do a temporary temporary work, and I had my dog with me. And we were on the top floor, went out on the balcony one evening before I took him out to do his business before going to bed. And it had been raining, so there was a low-level cloud layer above. Um, and we weren't near the streets or anything, so it was very dark. And I looked up. And all of a sudden, from south to north, was this orange ball, fuzzy ball. It was just below the layer of the clouds. was coming across, and all of a sudden, just above me, it kind of did this zigzag and shot up through the clouds. And there was no noise to it, so I know it, it wasn't a plane or anything. But I got real excited, went back in the, the hotel room, turned the lights off, went back out thinking it might come back. And about that time, this big lumbering jumbo jet comes across the same path, engines, you know, blaring and the, the blinking lights heading to SFO. So I knew what I had seen was something unusual. And I did um, contact Benjamin Krim and his master confirmed for me that it was a UFO that I had seen. That must have been exciting. So you saw it with your eyes, but did you feel anything? Did anything shift for you? Was there some other kind of sensory experience you had? Um, no, probably nothing beyond, you know, just being excited that I had seen something I had never seen before, you know. Um, well, and, and so how is a person to know uh, what is true and what is false when it comes to UFOs? I mean, there seems to be a lot of strange ideas floating around out yeah, there. Yeah, there is a lot of strange ideas, a lot of false um, propaganda put out there um, to make people fear the UFOs um, when, in essence, they are here totally benevolent to help humanity. But... One has to use their discernment um, and be cautious, but you know, at the same time, not be overly cautious that you reject everything that you see or hear about them. Mm-hmm. Why do you think there's been such a huge government cover-up about UFOs and people from space? Well, the governments of the world have something to fear with the UFOs, and not in a negative sense, except, you know, as I said, the U- people on the UFOs are totally benevolent here, totally altruistically to help humanity. And if humanity knew the truth about UFOs, that their technology and their consciousness is so far advanced than ours that they're here to help us, if we knew the truth about them, we would say, we don't need the governments of the world. We don't need you, Mr. Politician or Ms. Politician. Let's let the Space Brothers help us and teach us and such. And this, this, you know, chalks fear in the minds and hearts of these the people that hold the power in the world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I, I think you're going to have a lot of people attending your event, your lecture on uh, the 20th of June at 7.30 p.m. at East West Books in Mountain View. People, as I keep saying, can ask you their own questions there. What are you, what's your intention in being there? Why are you there, and what will people... Uh, what will people experience when they're with you that night? Well, our intent is not to um, proselytize or get converts or anything like that. We have taken upon ourselves to share the information about Maitreya and the, the relationship that now the UFOs um, have to his coming out into the open. So we're there to share information and to let people make up their own minds because we feel like in this very soon that Maitreya will be on the open stage, and we will hear more and more about the UFOs. And I'll be showing, I'll be giving a talk, but also showing some 
um, PowerPoint presentation, including some videos of UFOs that have been confirmed to be real. Um, these have been confirmed by Benjamin Krem's master. Uh, UFOs from Mars and Venus and so on. So it's to share this information and hopefully to stimulate a degree of hope in the listener for the coming time. I love that. Well, we're going to be coming back and talking more about the Maitreya. Who is the Maitreya and who are the masters of wisdom? We're also going to be talking about crop circles. Anyway, McNair Ezard is going to be speaking at East-West Books. They're located at 324 Castro Street, downtown Mountain View, Friday evening, June 20th. 7.30 p.m., more than speaking, he's going to have a PowerPoint presentation, photos. You'll be able to ask your own questions. Admission is free. Believe me, this is going to be a stimulating, exciting night. So they don't uh, charge for this, but they do ask you to reserve tickets, so call them at 650-988-9800 to do that. That's 650-988-9800, or you can go to eastwest.com. Find out more about SHARE International by going to share-international.com. U.S. We got more, I promise you, as we continue to see beyond. I'm Bonnie Colleen. Take charge of your health with Dr. Oz at the Create Your Future Health Summit, June 13th and 14th, Santa Clara Convention Center. Dr. Oz is joined by Martha Stewart, Dr. Paul Lynn, Ocean Robbins, writer, director Dana Nachman, face reader Naomi Tickle, and more. Tickets are 125 and attendees can get continuing education credits and a free health app. Visit CYFHealthSummit.com. That's CYFHealthSummit.com or call 415 378 3786789 don't miss it Big announcement seeing beyond listeners health journalist Bill Sardi and health warrior Dave Stouter invite you to listen to Have a Heart Health Radio every Sunday morning at 11 on Talk 910 When it comes to drug-free common sense approaches to health everybody wants to hear what these two guys have to say now everybody can so spread the word Tune in to Have a Heart Health Radio every Sunday morning at 11 on Talk 910. Again, that's Sunday mornings at 11 on Talk 910. Hello, I'm Bonnie Colleen. For 23 and a half years, I've been interviewing top leaders and continue to be a powerful force in Personal Growth Radio. Many people ask me, how did you get started also? How can I create what you've accomplished? Others ask me, what are your secrets to success, love, prosperity, health, self-esteem, and getting the whole bowl of Jerry's in life? I answer all your questions in an exclusive interview with Jessica Haynes. To hear answers to your questions, go to lifewithjessica.com. Again, lifewithjessica.com. Click on Bonnie Colleen. In a four-segment interview, I answer your questions. Learn, laugh, feel good, succeed, love. Lifewithjessica.com and Bonnie Colleen, bringing the best to you. That's www.lifewithjessica.com. You can purchase the DVD for only $15, and that includes shipping and handling at lifewithjessica.com. Welcome back. This is Bonnie Colleen, and we are seeing Beyond Today with McNair Ezard. He's going to be at East West Books on June 20th for one of their free lectures at 7.30 p.m., and we're talking about the Maitreya, we're talking about the Masters of Wisdom, about UFOs, crop circles, new stars emerging, 
exciting morning. Mm-hmm. Welcome back, McNair. Well, let's define our terms here. Who is Maitreya, and who are the masters of wisdom? Um, as we, as humanity, now according to the Ageless Wisdom teachings, one of the tenets of the Ageless Wisdom teachings is that we are all sparks of the divine, sparks of God. And we come into incarnation with specific purposes, and we gradually, over time, we reincarnate over and over again and gradually become more spiritual, manifesting more of that inner divinity until we reach the end of the evolutionary path on planet Earth and we become what's known as a master of wisdom. And once you're a master of wisdom, you enter that special group called the Society of Illumined Minds, the spiritual hierarchy, and you no longer need to return to Earth unless you choose to do so to serve humanity and to serve the plan of God. Well, at that, at the head of that group is one called the World Teacher. For instance, it's similar to, if I could describe it, at the center, at the head of our U.S. government, we have the office of the president, and that changes every four or eight years. In the hierarchy of masters, the chief top office is held by one whose personal name is Maitreya, and he has held that position for the last 2,000 years and will for the next 2,000 years. And at the end of every age, one of those teachers will come to reveal a new teaching to help humanity. And usually that happens through what's called spiritual overshadowing, where a highly, like someone like Maitreya will work through a disciple in the world. It happened previously. He worked through his disciple Krishna, and he also worked through his disciple Master Jesus 2,000 years ago. Well, this time he has come himself in full physical form as a fully adult man, and he comes with a group of his closest disciples. Eventually there will be 40 of them living openly, outwardly in the world here to help and teach humanity throughout the age of Aquarius. Now, he doesn't come as a religious leader, um, but he comes as a teacher for people of every religion and no religion, And his chief concerns are how we manifest what he taught through Jesus 2,000 years ago, which is about love, loving one another, sharing, and learning to live cooperatively with each other. Because if we don't do these things, we'll destroy ourselves. So he is here, um, and he, as we come into incarnation over and over again throughout the age of Aquarius, we will see this individual at the center of our planetary life, not at the head of any particular government, but here teaching, guiding, consoling humanity, and also with, his, with him will be this group of um, spiritual masters, one of which will be is the Master Jesus who is already in the world as well. Are, are there any signs that the Maitreya is here now? For those who have um, the intent and look for them, who I have eyes to see, over the last 20, 30 years, there's been a tremendous number of signs all the way from crosses of light appearing in people's windows to in Hindu temples in 1994, um, milk-drinking statues. There's been different signs for different people, whether they're religious or not. Um, have, there's been, and I'm going to be talking about some of these signs at the talk next week. Cross um, statues that weep. Um, oil or tears or blood um, for no apparent reason, all these fantastic things. And also the the UFOs, the crop circles are the 
space people are here especially preparing a platform, Maitreya, for Maitreya and are here to help with the emergence of Maitreya into the world. Well, as I keep saying, we are living in some very exciting times. What does Maitreya see as the main cause of our problems, of humanity's problems? The main cause of our problem, he says, is the complacency that grips humanity and complacency which is a result of the force called market forces, which basically everything in, in our, our, our political and economic life has become a business. The, the schools, the hospitals, the prisons, everything and everything is done to facilitate the success of business. And this generates a complacency in humanity where to, to point, especially in the developed world, where if we have everything we need, then I'm all right, Jack, kind of mentality, and the rest of the world can go hang. Well, this division that exists between the haves and have-nots, between the, develop and the developed and the developing world, has within it this, the tensions which could create a third world war, which would destroy the planet. So we have to address these divisions that exist in the world. You know, for instance, each every four to five days, the number of people that die of hunger in the world is equal to one bomb that was dropped on Hiroshima. So every four to five days, 100,000 people dead, 100,000 people dead. Actually, in a world where this doesn't happen, have to happen, there's way more than enough food to go around if it was only shared and distributed equitably among humanity. So he's here to address, help humanity address these divisions that could lead to our downfall. Um, he's not here to wave a magic wand and make it all better. We created the mess, so he's just here to point the way and say, well, if we keep going like we've been going, we'll destroy ourselves, but if we choose the path of sharing and justice for all, will create a civilization unlike anything we've ever known. That is just amazing. There's so many people starving on the planet when there is uh, so much abundance here when we truly, truly look at what exists, what really is. So what is the connection between Maitreya, the Masters of Wisdom, and UFOs, for heaven's sake? Well, all of, all of the planets in our solar system are inhabited, and they all have their hierarchies, the spiritual hierarchies. And... These hierarchies are in communication all the time, and their spiritual mission at this time is one of the reasons they're here is their technology is thousands of years ahead of ours at the present time, and they are and this they are here to help to reveal to humanity this new technology of light, which will be given and shared by ma the masters and by Maitreya. And so they're here to kind of lay the groundwork for that. And, in fact, um, they are here in 1988, in December, not 1988, sorry, 2008, Share International issued a press release that said there would be four star-like luminaries appearing in the skies. And these star-like luminaries are actually UFOs which will be in the sky until Maitreya's Declaration Day when he declares to the world who he is. And these... UFOs are actually humongous. They're like the size of five football fields each. And they have the ability to appear and disappear, to change colors, to change shapes. And these pictures, people have been taking pictures of these and videos of these, sending them to Share International, which have been confirmed by Benjamin Krim's master. And 
So not only are these four spaceships in our skies now, but also thousands of other UFOs here to um, help humanity. For instance, just briefly, the other aspects of their spiritual mission is they are creating on the dense physical plane a replica of the magnetic field that surrounds our planet. And this will have have an effect and have to do with the coming technology um, in abundance which humanity will be given once it learns to um, share and swears off all war. They are here to neutralize the nuclear radiation which we continue to release into the atmosphere and the nuclear pollution which we continue to dump into the oceans and so on. Without their efforts on our behalf, we would have already destroyed our planet, basically, and made it uninhabitable. But they are able, through implosion devices, to do what they can within karmic law to help clean up this nuclear pollution. And the other main purpose they have is our planet has exerted on it from out in space a great body in space, a force which pulls our planet slightly off its axis, and they keep intact a ring of light around our planet, which helps to keep it on its axis, which if it wasn't there, we would have um, cataclysm after cataclysm, and it would make life um, uninhabitable, basically, on our planet. Mm. Much more difficult. So, Wow. Is there any sort of relationship between Maitreya and Christianity or any of the other world religions? I mean, I'm intrigued by the fact that you're a Protestant minister, and um, I'm wondering what, I mean, you know, I, I think especially fundamental Christians would be going, what is he talking yeah. about? Where is this in the Bible? Yeah. Well, all the, all the world's religions expect a coming teacher. Um, Islam looks for the Imamadi, the Buddhists look for Maitreya Buddha, Christians look for the Christ. And these are all, according to the Ageless Wisdom teachings, these are all different names for one and the same individual who is here now as Maitreya, the world teacher. And during the age of Aquarius, eventually, I mean, initially the fundamentalists of every persuasion are going to have the most difficulty with this, whether they're religious fundamentalists or economic or political fundamentalists, because it means change. And it means seeing, you know, it challenges basically the belief systems that people have had. But he is is here, um, and he is here along with his group, one of which is the Master Jesus. So he's the one expected of all, by all religions, but eventually um, he will be seen as that. Um, some people will still follow the Master Jesus, although Maitreya will, is also in the world. So he de- has a definite relationship with the Master Jesus, but he's the head of the kingdom of God, basically. Mm-hmm. Why don't you invite our Seeing Beyond listeners, McNair, to go to East West Books and be with you there at 7.30 p.m. on June 20th. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be lots of fun. Um, you know, there'll be opportunity to ask questions. We'll be looking at the increase in UFO sightings and the relationship that a lot of things, like the growing voice of the people calling for justice, the growing environmental movement, we'll look at how these events are related to the emergence of the world teacher, which, you know, with the emergence of the world teacher and the UFOs, it's really a time of the forces of light are gathering for humanity's benefit. 
I love that. Well, again, this is a free event. You can ask your own questions of McNair Ezard. He's going to be speaking at East West Books. They're located at 324 Castro Street in downtown Mountain View, Friday evening, June 20th, 7.30 p.m. It's free, but they do ask you to reserve your tickets, so call East West directly for that, 650-988-9800, 650-988-9800. You can also go to eastwest.com, and to find out more about SHARE International, go to share-international.us. Okay, we're going to come back. I promised you we'd talk about uh, new stars emerging and crop circles and a whole bunch of other exciting things. So we'll do that next. As I promise you, we will continue to see beyond. I'm Bonnie Colleen. Take charge of your health with Dr. Oz at the Create Your Future Health Summit, June 13th and 14th. Santa Clara Convention Center. Dr. Oz is joined by Martha Stewart, Dr. Paul Lynn, Ocean Robbins, writer, director Dana Nachman, face reader Naomi Tickle, and more. Tickets are $125, and attendees can get continuing education credits and a free health app. Visit CYFHealthSummit.com. That's CYFHealthSummit.com or call 415 378 Don't miss it. I'm Melody Beattie, author of Codependent No More. Seven times more Americans have hepatitis C than AIDS. I'm one of them. If you're one of the millions of Americans with hepatitis C and your doctors are treating you with interferon, then you're clearly aware of how your life has been turned horribly upside down. Backed by huge pharmaceutical monies, the medical community swears there's only one dangerous, disabling way to battle this silent killer. It's not true. There are alternatives, and they work. Triumph Over Hepatitis C is a book written by best-selling author Lloyd Wright, who fully recovered from this frightening disease. Lloyd is helping others to take charge of their lives and fight for their body's freedom from this crippling illness. His program is working for me. Call the people at Hepatitis C Free now at 866-HEP-C-FREE. That's 866-HEP-C-FREE. Don't become another medical statistic. Find out the truth about Hepatitis C and get your life back. And here's some great news. Lloyd Wright wants to help educate the public by offering you Seeing Beyond listeners free, yes, I did say free, copies of his two books on Hep C, Hep C Free and Hep C, A Do-It-Yourself Guide for Health, both absolutely free to Seeing Beyond listeners. Even the phone call is free. Call Lloyd Wright at 1-866-HEP-C-FREE. That's 1-866-HEP-C-FREE. Stephen Halpern's Grammy-nominated Deep Alpha can enhance your meditations, reduce stress, and support healing just by listening. Available at iTunes, Amazon, and at stephenhalpern.com.
Welcome back. I promised you an exciting adventure with our guest this hour, McNair Ezard, and I think it's proving to be just that, and especially this segment when we're going to be talking about crop circles and emerging stars and all kinds of uh, interesting phenomena. Welcome back, McNair. It is great to have you here on Seeing Beyond. So what about these crop circles? What's your information on them? According to our information, the crop circles for the most part, are created by the inhabitants of the UFOs. And they have a specific purpose. Um, they are spreading out now. More and more they're being seen in other parts of the world, but the highest percentage of them are seen in southern England. And there's a reason for this, and that's because Maitreya, the world teacher, his chief, his primary point of focus in the world, he's been living in the outskirts of London, England. And so it's subtly to draw attention to that fact. Um, and the, the, how they are created is the people in the spaceships visualize the image that they want to create in the crops. And their machinery responds to their mind, to their thoughts. So they visualize the, the design they want, and they bring their craft closer to the ground, and the, their craft, the machinery, responds to their thought and creates these crop circles just in a matter of moments. Um, and it's fantastic because none of the crops in the field are ever destroyed. It, and if you've ever seen these pictures, which a lot of people have, it's just fantastic, some of the designs. I mean, they started out very simplified, um, but because of people um, calling them fakes and that sort of thing, and some people actually going out trying to create them, the space people decided, well, we're going to add some different designs in there, you know, triangles and figures and all these sorts of things. And people wouldn't be able to say, well, these were created by um, freak winds or something like that. So they are created by the space people in southern England to help draw attention to Maitreya being in the world, and they're an indicator that our skies are filled with UFOs and that the UFOs are here for humanity. I mean, they're, they're created and then they're cut down when the crops grow up and so on. Um, some farmers in England are actually paid by the government to go out and mow down the crop circles as soon as they appear, but others don't want to have any part of that, and they say they're here for humanity to see. There's a great website I've found called the Crop Circle Connector, which has a lot of um, aerial photographs of um, crop circles, and they tend to have real recent material on there. As soon as they appear, um, I forget, Alexander, I think is his name, he goes, he rents a plane, goes up in a plane, and takes these aerial photographs of these fantastic crop circles. And so, again, these crop circles are messages to us, but they're in hieroglyphics that we don't understand, so yeah, for, um, Benjamin Krim has said, for anybody that was um, f is familiar with the language of ancient Atlantis would see some similarity between some of the designs that appear in the crop circles and, and the ideograms of ancient Atlantis. Um, but there is a, also another purpose of the crop circles. Our planet is surrounded in a magnetic field, and the energy of that magnetic field travels in lines, and where those lines crisscross is created 
um, a vortex of energy is similar to the etheric body of human of each of us, and where the lines of energy crisscross in our etheric body is created the chakras. Well, it's the same thing on our planet. And what they're doing with the crop circles, they are creating on the dense physical plane a rep- replica of those vortexes of energy. And so in this coming time, so even though we see them in fields, they're also in the ocean and in the mountains, but we don't see them there because there's no crops to show that they've been there. But they are created there nevertheless, and they're a replica on the physical plane, which will have to do with the coming technology of light, which will be given to humanity. So they act as kind of storage tanks for energy, and this energy will be this new technology will be given to humanity once we swear off war and um, are learning to share. And the energy from the sun will be used in conjunction with this energy from our own magnetic field. And we will do tremendous um, healing with this energy. We'll have all our energy needs met. We won't have the polluting forms of energy that we know now because of, of what's being given to us um, by Maitreya and the space people and this new technology of light. So these these um, crop circles are actually part of that new technology. We don't want another Atlantis, do we? We want te- this time to use the technology wisely right. and for the good of all people kind. Right. Now, I also said that you would be talking at East West Books on the evening of June 20th about uh, brilliant new stars in our skies. What's that about? Yeah. Um, well, as, as I said earlier, We've been visited by thousands, you know, sometimes hundreds of thousands. There are UFOs in our skies, but they're on the etheric planes. But special ones have been have come into our planet now. Four primary stars, which are as big as five football fields each, which are here to herald the open um, another phase in Maitreya's emergence, if you will, where he has been interviewed. They they first were announced in December 2008, and shortly thereafter, there were there was a time when Maitreya was being interviewed on a number of um, television stations, television news in America, and then he went to um, I believe it was Mexico and Brazil, and just recently he's been in Russia, and he is being interviewed as an ordinary man talking about these things that I've been talking about about sharing and justice. So these UFOs that were placed in our skies are kind of heralding his more public um, mission right now. You know, 2,000 years ago, when the wise men were looking for the Christ child, it said, you know, in the Bible it says a star was seen in the sky that led them to Bethlehem. But our information is that was actually a UFO as well, leading the wise men to the Christ child. So something similar is happening now, although Maitreya is here in a fully adult body, but they are basically just heralding his emergence um, more onto the world stage. Just have a couple of minutes before we need to close out this hour. The time goes so quickly when you're on. How can people be sure that Maitreya is not a false prophet or the Antichrist is talked about? Well, the tree is known by its fruit, of course. Um, Each person will have to use their own intuition and like i said he doesn't come to create followers or anything like that but people have to go within themselves and judge ad, judge by what he is saying and see how the world 
starts to change once he's on in the world more fully as Maitreya and how people are um, changing and how the world is changing for the better, which it will. When will we see Maitreya? Well, he's in this process now where he's going to different countries and being interviewed, and there will come a time, we think, within the next, um, what's Krim said, he said probably within the next one to two years where Maitreya will be invited to speak to the whole world, and he will be it will become known as the Day of Declaration. He will appear on the linked television and radios of the world. and But we will not hear him speak. We will see this man on television. And during that 20 to 30 minutes, his words will drop silently into our minds. And if we will hear him in our own language. If we're Russian, we'll hear him in Russian. If we're English, we'll hear him in English. And simultaneously on that day, he, the, his words will come into our minds, and he will tell us who he is, why he's here, what his mission is. But simultaneously, hundreds of thousands of um, physical healings will take place, and his energy will flow through the hearts of all humanity, and it will be a reenactment, actually, of what happened on the day of Pentecost almost 2,000 years ago when people were taking up, taken up in that energy, and the same thing will happen on the day of Declaration. And well, I'm sure that our CBN listeners have more questions to ask you that I have not been able to get to in this short hour. So they're going to be able to do that because our guest this hour, McNair Ezard, is going to be at East West Books in Mountain View, downtown Mountain View, 324 Castro Street, Friday evening, June 20th at 7.30 p.m. Admission is absolutely free, but they do ask you to reserve tickets. So please call for your free ticket, 650-988-9800, 650-988-9800, or you can go to eastwest.com. Find out more about SHARE International at share-international.us. Thank you so much for having been here, McNair. Hey, we'll be back on Sunday from 5 to 6 p.m. I hope you can join us, as I promise you we will again be seeing beyond. <laughs>